episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 6, Episode 18, Faith, Hope, and Charity. March 18th, 1991, the day after St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. It was directed by William Garrity, and it was written by Brad Radnitz, who we had write The Visitor. Ah, that, um, that fits. Why don't we just get this episode <laughs> in brief? Um, in this episode, MacGyver is trapped in an insane asylum. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> he's trapped with two two very strange old ladies Yeah. Um, who uh, the mob is after because... They're maybe hiding something? Yes. Uh, it's essentially misery meets rear window. Yeah, it's it's arsenic and old lace meets home alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, ingredients to this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, uh, it starts off... Uh, first of all, my big thing was there's no Oxford comma on faith, hope, and charity. It's faith, hope, and charity. Yeah. It's like, I don't like this. faith and hope are the names of the people... And Charity is... Charity is their, the third sister who passed away shortly before the episode starts. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver is tracking a wolf that's already been tagged. So I guess he's just kind of like keeping an eye on it. Um, well, meanwhile, Hope and Faith Lacey um, are looking for wild blueberries and they find a poacher trap. Right. Um, basically, it's a bear trap. Yeah. Um, but they trigger it and kind of like just toss it out of the way. Um. And uh, as MacGyver's uh, tracking the wolf, he he finds the the sprung trap that the Lacey's had just recently triggered, um, and he decides, "Oh, I should avoid this already sprung trap and yeah. step into this unsprung trap." Yeah, and then he steps into what what they call a bear trap. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they're they were both wolf traps. It doesn't look big enough to be a bear. Yeah, trap. yeah. I mean, it's I think um, I think it's that concept of the closing teeth trap yeah that people it just, just say, gets refer, referred to as a bear trap yeah, they, yeah. like that that concept is just it's horrifying it's a horrifying thing but, but if it didn't even break macgyver's leg then it's not it's not a good bear trap yeah yeah a bear trap if it had been a bear trap it would snap his femur yeah it would he his, his foot would be removed from his body yeah um so uh of course the women hear him like in agony um, and uh, they can't open the trap themselves, so they just dig it up and take him with them. But the, he does have a line there that I liked where, because the, they're each pushing on opposite sides of the trap, and he says, no, both push on one side. Mm-hmm. Because that makes sense, because the the same spring is operating on both sides, but if you both push on one side, then you're getting more out of it than if you're equally pushing on yeah, each yeah. side. Uh. So, uh, but it's still not enough. They, yeah. They're just still not strong enough. But they have this wagon they brought with them to collect berries with mm-hmm. for their preserves. And so they, they throw MacGyver in the wagon mm-hmm. and drag him back to the house. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't a line about, like, here, you hold on to these blueberries while we... While we yeah, yeah. Because that, seem, that seems very true to their character. Yeah. Uh, at the house, uh, Leo Burns is just arriving, and uh, they see them wheeling over MacGyver and that they... That he needs help to get uh, out of this bear trap. Right. Uh, Leo Burns is played by Anthony Holland, who we previously, of course, had as Ellard in Widowmaker. And then he came back as Bataglia for the Madonna. Yeah. 
like the the carver of the Madonna. Faith and, and Hope here are played by um, Natalie Kaur and Helen Page, respectively. Um, Natalie Kaur was the nanny in Ice Pirates, <laughs> which I still haven't seen. The Stuart Raffle film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Helen Page, uh, oh, Helen Page Camp, I guess. Yeah, Helen Page name. Camp. Uh, is uh, she actually passed away like five months after this episode? Yeah, came I saw out. that. Yeah. Um, you said kept saying Helen Page. I think saying Ellen. It Page. Sounds like Ellen Page. Yeah. yeah. Helen. I actually went to an Ellen Page camp where we just watched Juno and <laughs> and, and, and played and played Between Two Souls. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they are able to, of course, spring the trap and MacGyver passes out. And when he wakes up, he's already got like his leg bandaged. Uh, and, uh, he's in a room, like one of the rooms upstairs. Right. And as he's kind of like, kind of looking around, he sees, uh, looks out the window and he sees Leo heading out to his car and then removing a briefcase and taking it to a nearby shed. Right. Which of course he... Find suspicious, but you know, his own business is his yeah. own business. But in the shed, we see that the briefcase is actually full of money. Right. Uh, and uh, he hides the entire briefcase inside of a lawnmower bag. Yeah. Which looked like it was just just big enough to fit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's just hoping that uh, some landscaper doesn't come and mow the lawn and then yeah. throw all the clippings into a trash can. Mm-hmm. I don't remember running over this briefcase, but I must have. Uh, MacGyver, uh, when uh, the the Lacey sisters come and check in on him, they, he he has to be taken back to the motel, but they suspiciously insist that he stay. Yeah. And they demand his hotel key. Yeah. Give me your. No, hotel. no, no! You can't stay there. You got to stay here with us. Give us your motel key, Mister MacGyver. It's. We'll cancel it for you. Yeah, it's... That's why I'm getting visions of, like, if there were two Kathy Bates in Misery. Yeah, exactly. Um, Except for that he was hobbled before he got there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're just continuing to hobble him. Oh, man, there was, um... Was it, uh... No, it wasn't Fringe. It was, uh... uh an episode of Blacklist. Yeah. So, uh... For those of you who don't know, it's a... It's a action series on NBC. James yeah. Spader. But, um, the female lead... She's been she's knocked out and she wakes up in a hospital, but it's actually fake. But they're trying to get information from her, but she believes that she's really in a hospital at first. She got Captain America, they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said her arm's broken. Every time she tries to move it, she's in pain. So she's like, "Yeah, my arm must be broken," like you say. But when she realizes that it's a fake, she breaks open her cast and her arm's fine. But they put a nail through her arm, so every time she's moving, the the muscles are just grabbing oh, okay. the nail, and that's Ugh. what's giving her the the sharp pain that she's. Like her arm is broken. That's crazy. And so she has to pull it out. So that's what I'm like. I'm feeling like this is what's happening to MacGyver. MacGyver like just sees a bandage on his leg, but he doesn't realize that they just put a spike through his leg to make it feel like, oh yeah, it must be broken. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm in pain every time I move it. Yeah. Uh, ugh, that's awful. It's such yeah. a great show, though. Is it? Yeah, you know what? I say great. It, that, that might be a little strong a, word. A little strong word. It's it's a it's an okay show. James Spader is a, is the the most amazing part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as he often is. Um, some of the plots are pretty cool. And then some of the stuff they do. Uh, so, uh, Faith, uh, God, Faith and Hope, uh, they, uh, they're going to go off to MacGyver's motel and grab his stuff. Meanwhile, uh, another car pulls up with 
Abe, Bobby, and Gorman inside. Uh, Gorman is the leader of the group uh, who we previously had as Tubbs in the Lost Amadeus. Right. Who was uh, like the the of the two the two villains. He was like the more cartoony of the two. Yeah. Um, and Barry Green is playing Abe, who yeah. we previously had as the man at prison in <laughs> yeah. Unfinished Business, which I'm assuming is just the guy that lets Deborah out yeah, at yeah. the beginning of it. And uh, I guess the character's name is Ringe yeah, I, I in rem- Second Chance. I remember that that was the character name from that episode, because I remember, like, is it Ringe or Ringe? I wasn't yeah. sure how to say it. And Bobby is played by uh, Paul Borteski, um, who... I lovingly know from the wonderfully charming series called Space Cases. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) I believe it was a Nickelodeon sci-fi action show about a bunch of kids who get lost. It's a lost in space scenario. Oh, okay. Like, they're on a spaceship. They're lost in space. A bunch of kids. But they have, like, two commanding officers that are with them. There's a a robot, but it's just a person, like, with a robot. Stupid, like, it's like a Borg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's supposed to be, like, a fully robot robot. Yeah. But it was the first time I ever saw Jewel State in um, in a show. Oh, okay. And uh, I think the first thing I saw her on was Flash Forward with her and Ben Foster. Okay, that's a, that was a good one. Yeah, she's uh, great though. Um, yeah, so this was like an early early role for uh, for Jewel State. She played someone who was from Saturn. Uh, who I it's one of those things like whenever they say, "Oh, you're from Saturn," like it doesn't make sense. Like in Beetlejuice, when they say, "Oh, you've been to Saturn," and Saturn is like this planet with dusty deserts and arches and stuff. It's like, it's a gas planet. Yeah, it's not. There's no ground. Like, like Jupiter, there's nothing to stand on. You just get infinite pressure as you go down and yeah. just crush to death. Um, but yeah, so um, he he was their commander on Space Cases. Man, I had the biggest crush on Jewel State in Flash Forward. Had still have. Yeah, that's true. I think she's married though now. She's uh, adorable though. Yeah. Door. Doesn't get enough work. I, I agree. Um, it's always. I never would have guessed Ben Foster's trajectory after that. <laughs> ben like, Foster also amazing. I mean, he's he's phenomenal, and he's like straight up character actor, like just brilliant, brilliant actor. Um, but yeah, I wish Jewel State got more work than she does in in higher profile stuff. Yeah. Ben Foster in in the Three Ten to Yuma remake mm-hmm. was like terrifying. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the movie, but I was a fan of him. He did great. Yeah, the I think I actually fell asleep in that movie, but yeah. but not while he was on screen. Um, I mean, I I, I often like pitch a Pandorum, um, which is a kind of a not a super great sci-fi horror, but I really like it. Um, and of course, things like a you know Big Trouble or Did you see uh, Alpha Dog. I did not see Alpha Dog. I think that's him and Justin Timberlake and some other people, mm-hmm. but it's another good one. Or Liberty Heights. Liberty Heights is probably it's a Barry Sonnenfeld oh, okay. uh, film. It's him and Adrian Brody. That's a really good one. Wasn't Ben Foster in one of the X Men movies too? Uh, X Three. He was Archangel or yeah, somebody. The the unfortunate X. <laughs> yeah. The one you know what they... though? We rewatched the X Men movies recently, and that was actually the most consistently entertaining of the original trilogy. Uh, it, it was pretty bad, but yeah. but they're but now they're overriding it with this new the new the new plot lines overriding. Are they? Are they? X three doesn't exist. They're pulling a Blomkamp aliens. Yeah, uh, X X three doesn't exist. Oh, speaking of Blomkamp aliens, because like I'm now like five episodes into Stranger Things, that girl should play Newt. Absolutely, that girl from oh, Stranger Things should play Eleven. Yeah, she should play Newt in the new one. Well, it's isn't this supposed to be the adult version of Newt? Oh, is it? I, I thought I, they were moving forward, well, like really far not. in space. I don't time? know, because because she's she was she was what maybe eight 
in Aliens, and, and she would be playing like 13 or 14 at this point. Oh, I, is it that soon after? I don't know. I don't know how far after it's supposed to be. I assumed it was however long oh, it's actually been Sigourney because Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh. Because I'm, I'm assuming whoever plays Newt should be like the 30-something-year-old version of Newt. Who's now a teacher. Yeah. Um, and she's not British, I guess. I thought she was. No. Because her accent seems very unusual in the movie. There's a really cute interview with her on, uh, if, if anybody wants to go check out the I Was There Too podcast with Matt Gorley. Um, he talks to her about her experiences as a kid on the set of that mm-hmm. movie, and it just sounds like it would have been a lot of fun. Because as a kid, you have to be made to feel safe, but you have to act terrified. Like, yeah. You can't like have you be terrified all the time. Right. But because... they, So you know the part where she slides down that big tube? Yeah. So they, that tube was just a slide that was on set the whole time for people to just ride on. Yeah. And so like the crew and stuff would go down it too, so... But uh, she just talked about that slide and remembering to like go, going down that all the time and mm-hmm. just having fun and everything. And, well, that's good. And th- that occasionally, uh, like she'll be like in class, like some of her students will come up and be like, "Were you in the movie Aliens?" And then like she'll notice like at like parent teacher conferences or like open houses that like some of the dads are like, <laughs> "I need to talk to you about something." <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're new from one of my favorite movies. <laughs> But uh, it just sounds like she, it was an overall fun experience for her. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, Abe, Bobby, and Gorman, the, the bad guys of this episode, uh, they, they're looking for Leo. They want uh, – uh, they, they basically want what Leo has, presumably the giant briefcase full of money. Yeah. Before uh, Faith and Hope leave, uh, Leo gives them a – an envelope to say, only open this if something happens to me. Right. Uh, which is immediately like... He seems to think that the end, end is closing in on him. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have enough time. Uh, so as they leave, that's when uh, the three bad guys make their move. And they start roughing him up. And But he's like, he's like I'm a dead man either way, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so they put this is a really weird death is they put him in a hammock. Yeah, and they keep spinning the hammock. Yeah. So that it tightens. Yeah. Harder and harder around it. Which is like, ugh, that's like like a boa constrictor or something like that. You know, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. crushing you to death. You ever see that special where the eaten alive or whatever it was called, where the guy's plan was to get eaten alive by a boa constrictor? Oh, and he like didn't he like wear some kind of suit? And... Yeah, he was he he brought all this protective stuff so that he could have well he could conceivably have survived the whole way through, but then I think he gave up. He like called uncle after you know half of his body was inside because the he didn't realize how strong the pressure is yeah. on, on the inside of all the muscles like contracting and squeezing and he was just like i can't i can't do this this is too tight this is gonna like break bones in my body but i mean you'd have to kill it to get out wouldn't you i don't know because i don't think because like Obviously, it poops, but it doesn't poop. I didn't watch the special. I don't even know how they got him out of the thing. If uh. they just pulled him out or if they just killed it and peeled it off of him. I watched an anaconda, a video of an anaconda eating an alligator, and it was horrifying. Oh, where it's busting at the seams? Well, no. Well, it, it ate it head first. So, yeah. And that's really the only defense mechanism that an alligator has is its head. Yeah. Um, because it can, it can whip its tail, and it's got claws, but they're such stubby arms. Yeah. And so once the head was in... The alligator was just like, well, that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just watching the snake slowly eat this alligator. 
Because I've seen one where a snake ate an alligator, but then you like the sides of the snake busted open oh, because really? it was too big. Oh, yeah, that's God. crazy. I mean, there's snakes out there this big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Leah gets crushed to death in the hammock, um, and uh, they they roll him out of there. And uh, Gorman needs to retrieve the money, or else he's a dead man too. Uh, this is uh, very similar to the the uh, the cold. Is it not not thin ice? What's what's the the one where Pete goes? They go skiing and Pete breaks his leg, and they MacGyver gets. It was the, out in the cold. Out right? in the, it was out yeah. in the cold. I knew it was something cold. Yeah. Um, where like a cold. Where the 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 bad guy needs to get the stuff or he's dead. You know. Right. Like. Uh, but he, but they also suspect that everyone knows about it and is hiding the truth when it's really a thing that no one knows about it. Yeah. Uh, and they they don't know how to help them. Well, does no one know about it, or do Hope and Faith know about it? Um. At, at, well, they won't know about it until they come back and find Leo dead. Right. Okay. So, uh, Mac hears people moving around, and when he looks outside, he sees Leo, his body on the ground beneath the hammock, and uh, he. Uh, Basically takes apart a hat rack yeah. and breaks the legs off, so use it as a crutch. No, 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 I forgot. No, not no. yet. Not yeah, yet. not yet. Yeah, they gave they gave him an old crutch from that like, they found in the attic. Yeah, um, they also bring up a point about uh, the grandfather, great grandfather, uh, using this home to help move slaves north during the Civil War. Right. Uh, it was we'll, a part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah, it'll be important later. Yep. So um, stay tuned. Uh, as he's trying to crutch his way. The crutch just completely gives out. Yeah, it just falls in half. in half as he's coming down the stairs, which at first I thought was super suspicious. Like, give us your hotel key. Here's a crutch to use if you want to go down the stairs. Yeah. Like, like I thought they sabotaged it on purpose so mm-hmm. that if he ever tried to get away, they would know about it. And they do. Yep, they do. They, they, he falls down the stairs unconscious. And I can't remember if it was Bobby or Abe, but they just look, look down and go, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? All right. And then when Hope and Faith come home, he's still passed out in the hallway. Yeah, um, they help him up. MacGyver asks about Leo, but they say, oh, he checked out. Um, and he's like, but he, and MacGyver, of course, describes. He's like, I saw him on the ground underneath the hammock. Um, but they don't even address it. Like, but they, they don't, give each other suspicious looks. Yeah, like, they constantly. Oh, he knows. Um, they get MacGyver over to the parlor, and he passes out again. Now, when he wakes up, there's a cup of cold tea. <laughs> Like, yeah. He puts his finger in it and goes, eh. Yeah. Um, uh, Max sees that the hammock has been reconstructed and there's no sign of a body, but he does see drags. Yeah, drag marks. Like, you think if you're going to go through the trouble of making staging things look normal, you would have covered up those drag marks. Yeah. Um, this is where he breaks the hat rack. Um, yeah, and, he uh, makes his own crutch because. He's been left here in such a way that he can't possibly go down the stairs without a crutch. Yeah. So he takes a hat rack and basically takes the top off of it, flips it upside down, and then breaks two legs off of it mm-hmm. so that the remaining two legs will act as like the curved part of the crutch that you put under your arm. Yeah. And then he heads downstairs and follows the tracks to the shed mm-hmm. and then down some stairs and uh into this cellar where his body is leo's body is just lying on the ground yep and hope and faith they're burying him here 
Um, Which I, was a neat scene because I was not expecting this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kept thinking he was going to go down and the gangsters would be down there. Um, th- this is where this is where Arsenic and Old Lace comes in. Yeah. Are you familiar with that play? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, uh, for those listening, Arsenic and Old Lace is about this delightful, delightful old lady couple who run a bed and breakfast. Um, but they only let old people stay there. And okay. then they kill them <laughs> and continue to cash their like disability checks and stuff. Yeah. Like is people who come there to stay, like to live like resident, take up residency sure. in the house, like let room rooms to let. Um, but they just keep cashing their like government checks and stuff as that they reminds come me in. Of, uh, what are the two guys in the, in Britain that were selling all the bodies? Um, they made the comedy about them with Simon Pegg and somebody um, it was like in the eighteen hundreds, they're like mm. Two of the like most renowned serial killers, what Burke and Hare. Oh, really? You ever hear of Burke and Hare? No, no. There were these two guys that they, uh, like their their landlord died, and so they sold his body to this school that was mm-hmm. like teaching kids surgery, and they realized that they made so much money from like selling their landlord's body that they started like. They went out and killed a drunk guy one night and then sold his body. And then they started killing lots of people and selling oh, the bodies to the school. And then eventually the school was like, where are you getting all of these bodies? And they're like, ah, oh, people drown in the river. We just <laughs> found these bodies. And just they kept doing it over and over again. And they're like, their kill count is like one of the highest of any serial killers. Jeez, and Simon Pegg's in the movie? Yeah, it's Simon Pegg and, um, and uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Lord of the Rings? Uh, Dominic Moynihan? Gollum. Oh, uh, uh, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, yeah, it's the two of them, I'm pretty Interesting. sure. Interesting, I've not heard of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, uh, I, it's inherently funny. Yeah. Two, two men killing uh, strangers for profit. But... <laughs> Hilarious, hijinks ensue. Yeah, check it out if you, have a, um, if you have a chance. But in Arsenic and Old Lace, um, whenever they kill someone, they bury them in the basement, the dirt floor basement of their house. Yeah. So there's just all these bodies buried down there. So this is there. very much like that. Um, uh, so MacGyver, of course, uh, says, uh, so what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And it goes from being like a totally bizarre, unexplainable scene to actually a pretty good explanation very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, yeah, he, he passed away and he, and we didn't lie. We said he checked out mm-hmm. and he asked us to bury him here. That was like his, the last message that he passed along to us. And then MacGyver's like, yeah, but you have to call the police. You have, you need a death yeah, certificate. Yeah. You need all this legal stuff. And they're like, but he asked to be buried here. Mm-hmm. Who cares where we bury him? Like, yeah. what difference does it make? And it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, like. Well, I mean, there are issues with, like, burying a body in the sense that, um, I mean, they're probably far enough from the house. This house is probably on a well. Yeah. And uh and so you want to bury a body on the property, but you have to bury them far enough away that the body doesn't contaminate the well. Right. That makes sense. Um, so but they're probably far enough away. That shed was actually yeah. kind of far from the house, depending on yeah. where their well is. And it's yeah. Um so th- that's one that's the only real thing that I was worried about. Yeah. And aside from that, it's like, well, yeah, I mean the guy has to be buried there. Let's let him be buried there. Yeah. And then but I think you have to dump like some lye or some lime on him, you know, to make sure the body gets dissolved. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> <laughs> after you incinerate them and shoot them three times in the head scatter their ashes in four different places uh, so uh, 
uh, Gorman and his guys are watching the house and wondering why the police haven't been haven't arrived or a yeah. coroner or any kind of authority figure. Um, and the only reason that they can explain is that uh, that they must know something. And since MacGyver hasn't had time to clean up the tracks either, because he assumed this was some kind of evidence that he would have to present yeah. in Leo's murder case, um, they also follow the tracks to the shed. Mm-hmm. Um, when MacGyver's examining the body, he notices uh, the, the the hammock marks still on his face. Yeah. Um, He's got we, these diamond cuts into his skin. Yeah. But he also has a big gash on his cheek from when he got in a fight with these yeah. ruffians like before he got, they he got punched, killed him. Punched by a guy with a ring on his finger. Right. Um, I love the line of, I can't remember if it was Hope or, or Faith, but she's, who would want to kill a nice man like Mr. Burns? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's like something like Smithers would say. Yeah. <laughs> who would want to kill a man like Mr. Burns? <laughs> uh, uh they show they show MacGyver the will, but there's obviously like pages. Which is funny because been... didn't Smithers do it? <laughs> is Smithers the one who shot him, or was yeah. Maggie the one who shot him? Maggie's the one who shot I him. I can never remember now because because they the, shot the two different the, endings. Yeah, they did the two different versions of it. I shot Mr. Burns after I shot Jasper. I was busy that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was Maggie. Spoiler alert: Maggie is the one who killed him. If you're just getting around to the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode. Um. So, uh, MacGyver notices that there's obviously pages missing from the will, and of course when he asks about them, they go, oh no, this is all he gave us. Yeah. Uh, uh, as Faith goes outside, uh, Gorman and the guys grab her and bring her back immediately. Um, and so they start asking about where Leo's money is. So they're lying, though, when they say this is all he gave us, right? Oh yeah, okay. they, they've been lying since MacGyver First found the body. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. They say that they're going to hurt the old ladies if Mac... And so Mac says he, he thinks he knows where the money is. Um, and so he tells them it's over in the tool shed. And instead says, of taking... I saw them br- I saw him bring a briefcase to the tool shed yeah. this morning. And instead of taking them with him or tying... Like, like taking one of them as a hostage, they leave them all there and say, well, we're going to tie you up here and you better hope that the money's there. But we're going to leave you alone. Yeah, and if not, we're coming back. I mean, I'd just take them. <laughs> yeah, it seems more like more hassle. I probably would have left him in there too. Uh, so MacGyver, of course, they're you know they're tied up, they're gone. MacGyver has uh, tries to ask more questions about the will, but they're not saying anything. Yeah. So uh, MacGyver shimmies over to uh, old saw and starts cutting his bindings. Yeah. And. Uh, and MacGyver starts asking more questions about their great grandfather and the Underground Railroad, because uh, he says that often that they would have escape tunnels. In because right. so it seems very kind of sp- like Murderer's Sky. Yeah, um, it seems very strange that uh, that this shed would have such a huge cellar beneath it. Yeah. Rather than the house. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, when we were kids, he would say if we didn't eat our breakfast that he was going to lock us in the tunnel between the house and the shed. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was just joking. Um, so while MacGyver's looking for the tunnel, he makes a, a wheelchair out of a baby carriage. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has Hope and Faith start, like, almost cutting completely the stairs so that when someone walks on them, they'll give out. Yeah. Um, uh, Macaulay Culkin did this in uh, Home Alone 2 with a ladder. Yep. Uh, 
He actually cut it the right way too, which I was surprised. Like as a kid, I would think I would just cut straight across, but he actually cut it at an angle, uh, which would be the more proper way to do it. Oh, okay. So that they form, slide like off a hinge. of each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, that's a, he's a pretty smart kid. Yeah. There's a lot more home aloneing, home aloneing to come though. Yeah. Uh, or sky falling as it is now. Known. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, they, uh, the bad guys find the briefcase. But, of course, it's empty. And they realize that they've been duped. It's not empty, though. That's the part that bothers Oh, yeah. Me. There's like one $100 bill stuck yeah, in the hinge. Like, why would you leave that there? I don't understand. Well, because they wouldn't – because like, cause that's exactly why. It throws them off. It's like, oh, well, they obviously didn't take the money because they would have taken all of it. They wouldn't have left it. Does it throw them off? <laughs> I don't think it throws them off at all. Um, that's something from the movie. Like you would see the one, the one bill and be like, Maybe it was only one bill. Maybe I got confused and he didn't take a million dollars. He only took a hundred dollars. Anyway, we'll be on our way. Yeah. No, and that's not how this would work in any universe. There's no reason that there's a hundred dollars just left in this briefcase by itself. Except to say, ha ha, you're an idiot. Come back and kill us. Yeah. Um, in the movie A Simple Plan, when they uh, find this wrecked plane full of money, yeah. the Bill Paxton's wife says, you have to go put some of the money back. A, a, a large, like half of it back. Because no one would ever say someone would just steal half of it. Yeah. You have to make it look like something else happened to the money that someone didn't take it because why would you only take half of it? Yeah. Um, and uh, it was like, oh, man, that movie's really complex. <laughs> it's it's Billy Bob in that? And, uh, yep. Yeah. Billy Bob and Bill Paxton directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. Uh, so MacGyver finds the secret door behind a cupboard that's not fully attached to the ground. But again, also like Murderer's Sky leaves a perfect gouge in the dirt yeah. as you as you close it. Um, uh, they grab a lantern on the way in uh, so they can see where they're going. And, of course, the bad guys immediately drop down the stair trap. Yeah. And uh, uh, when they realize that there's no other way out because they broke the stairs, uh, that they must either still be in here or there must be another way out. And yeah. they're, again, seeing the groove in the floor are very quick to find the secret door there's another situation where i feel like without breaking the stairs they could have just left the the door open to the secret passageway and then hidden somewhere in the room so that when yeah. these gangsters came down the stairs they would have seen the door open and been like oh no there's another way out and then they mm -hmm. would have run down that tunnel and then macgyver and these old ladies could have just gone up the stairs yeah and then a car and driven away um i feel like that was my same comment for murderous sky yeah, no, it definitely like, was. Yeah. I, I think like the, you know, they just like, left they that door open. They could have just hid in this room, yeah. and then everybody would have gone looking for them instead of assuming that they were right here. Uh, so they reach the end of the tunnel, MacGyver and company. and uh, That's a strategy I hope to use sometime in my life. When yeah. someone's chasing me down, I get to a place where I can open a door and then just hide in a room so that they think I continued on. Uh, well, MacGyver did that in um, Phoenix Under Siege, where he was running down the stairs and he... He adjusted the hydraulics of a door so the door would close slower. Right, that's right. When he went back up. Yeah. And then so the guy saw the door still closing, so he went yeah, that way. that makes sense. That was a good, it's a good move. It and is. the Goonies, they almost did it, where he says, we can leave a trail of jewels down one tunnel, and we'll hide in another. And then when the Fatales go down that tunnel, we make a run for it. Now that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and Ramsey yeah. comes in. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I really would have fallen for it. <laughs> uh, She's great. Oh. God, I love the Goonies. Uh, so uh, they reach the end of the tunnel, and uh, 
luckily there's nothing on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, faith or hope says, I hope there's nothing heavy on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it leads to the kitchen. And uh, um, it's actually kind of cool how, like, the floorboards come up. Like, the all the different uneven, like, lengths of floorboards come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And, and just as Gorman makes his way to the tunnel, they slam it shut on his face. Yeah. Um, Not unlike that rooftop door in, uh, was it? Uh, it was uh, Ma Holy Dalton. Rose. Oh, no, you're right. It was Ma Dalton. It was Ma Dalton. Yeah. They closed that roof because I remember Jesse Colton was one. Yeah, he just busted the guy's head. <laughs> the guy's dead. Yeah. He is dead. Yeah, he, not only did he get hit with that giant metal door, but he falls down a flight of stairs afterwards. Yeah. Um, so Gorman is getting like the brunt of this. He's like the Joe Pesci of the group. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is getting like severely injured. He fell down the stairs. Now he got slammed in the face. Um, so now they're climbing back up out of the, uh, the, the shed and b- before MacGyver and, and the girls can get out, like they, they, they wasted too much time in the house. So now they have to defend the house. And, uh, uh, so they now do they show these bad guys cut the phone lines? Um, Usually we get some kind of an insert, but couldn't they have just called the police right here? Um, or do I, they not have a landline at the house? They they must have cut them because I don't I just don't remember seeing it. Maybe that yeah Maybe I don't remember it. seeing it either, and I don't remember if it ever was mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so the bad guys try to bust in the front door, but it's barricaded. Even though this is an old house and those windows are like paper thin glass. Yeah. You could have come in through any window. Yeah. They have guns. You just shoot it, then you take the gun and you clean off the glass. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They they're they're thinking much like Joe Pesci and, and Daniel Stern are thinking like there's no way to get into this house other than doors. That's how you get into houses. Well, the doors and all the windows. Yeah. Um so uh, MacGyver takes a mop and like just dumps cayenne pepper on it, um, and uh, Faith and Hope are removing the uh, the carpet weights that keep the runner on the stairs from like binding up so people don't trip down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, Bobby heads up to an open window and climbs in. Uh, Abe does break a window, <laughs> and uh, when he tries to come in, MacGyver hits him with the mop. And, ugh, man, I can only imagine getting that much pepper right in your face. Yeah. Just peppers all over a mop. Uh, Bobby uh, gets upstairs, and, of course, uh, they pull the rug out, and he falls all the way down the stairs. Also probably dead. (laughs) Uh, uh, He's knocked out, but Hope wants to give him a whack anyway. Uh, Now Abe and Gorman are outside. Uh, Gorman's like, Gorman has been very protective of his car throughout this whole episode. Like, he keeps telling people not to sit on it. Yeah. Um, but now he's willing to sacrifice it for this yeah, million he's dollars. he's so fed up. He's like, I don't understand why you guys can't get them. There's it's a gimp and a, two old ladies and an invalid in there. Uh, so they aim the car at the house, and they just full-on ram the car into the house. Yeah. Uh, which is just as likely to kill this guy as it is to help him bust into yeah, the Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's so many ways this could have gone wrong, or the car could have just been totaled into a brick wall that he yeah. didn't realize. Yeah, or the, the raised foundation of the house, just yeah. Yeah, the car doesn't even make it through the porch. But it just ramps straight up through the wall into the kitchen. Um, as Abe struggles to get out, he's clobbered with a rolling pin in classic old lady fashion. Right. 
uh, you know, it's rolling pin or a frying pan. That, that's what it's going to be. Uh, MacGyver takes a vacuum cleaner and puts it uh, the suction end uh, uh, into the uh, into a pot full. I'm assuming it's blueberries, the blueberries yeah. that they were making for their preserves. Yeah, their jam. Uh, and so he just hoses down uh, like Ghostbusters two style. Yeah. Hoses down Gorman. That's true. Yeah, it is a lot like when they make the the, goo, the big slime, the, goo the positive slime. charge yeah. slime. Uh, and of course, while while Gorman is slipping and sliding, uh, the pot full of money hits him in the head and smashes all over the ground, yeah. uh, knocking him out, but also revealing that the sisters did know about the money and had hidden it. Um, the uh, except for one hundred dollars of it. For yeah, no except for one hundred dollars, they kept for themselves. Uh, no reason to put that briefcase back in the lawnmower. Like, they're mm-hmm. n- this, this whole trail they've left is totally nonsense. Uh, the Act 5 Roundup, which I'm assuming the police have already come, because we don't see the bad guys anymore at this point. Right. But they, they do mention that they've, they've handed off the money to the police. Well, no, no. They say they want to keep the money and help the Grey Wolf. Well, they said that they give the money to the police, but that they know how it works, and that if the police get no response, if no one comes to claim oh, the money, true, which true. nobody would, that they get the money back. Mm-hmm. And so they want to spend the $1 million to help protect the Great Wolf with MacGyver. Um, also, probably maybe fix the house, because there's a giant hole in the house now. Nah. <laughs> or maybe make, make a delightful little sunroom addition. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. It turns into just a project. They're like, oh, we can... Pull the kitchen out this way now. Um, you think MacGyver would offer to help? Like, I, I mean, don't think so. MacGyver's like, I gotta get the heck out of here. <laughs> this place is insane. Um, so, yeah, other than being like, obviously a reproduction of a couple episodes and a couple other movies. Yeah. Um, I think it's enough blended together that it's its own thing. I mean, this is after Home Alone. Yeah. So, I mean. Barely. Yeah. Like, maybe just, the same year? Yeah, 91. Are, I think wait, Home Alone was it? 90. Was it? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is very much, like, in, in the wake of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, this is, like, what was it? Three for the Road. MacGyver, MacGyver gets, like, himself mixed up with these very eccentric people. Yeah. That he then just has to help them out of a bad situation. Again, Three for the Road was all about hiding money, too. It was yeah. about stolen money. Um. Actually, both very similar. Very similar episodes. Now I'm like, I'm like thinking about two, three for the road, <laughs> and thinking about the three guys who are after them. They're in the town, and they have to defend themselves in the town. Um, and uh, they got the money, and they've been lying about it. And the only difference is that MacGyver's not wounded that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's actually a pretty funny parable. Yeah. But um, you know, it's a cute episode. Yeah, I thought it was fun. And the, the two women playing Faith and Hope are, are pretty fun. Yeah, they, fun they, characters. they they very much felt like sisters, yeah. like older. But like, it's also funny how they're like unfazed by what's going on, like in terms of like their own like gossipy demeanor and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when MacGyver's trying to like figure out how to move this shelf so that they can get into the underground tunnel, mm-hmm. the two of them are saying, oh, well, when so-and-so finds out about this, she's going to be so jealous and yeah. stuff like that. Like they're just like... Still thinking about their own like sewing circles. Mm, yeah. Things. Or I was like, oh, MacGyver, you're so useful. If I was only a few years younger. <laughs> she says, if I was 30 years younger. 
Um, but I also like, I liked when they were sawing the stairs. They're like, I'm pulling. No, I'm pulling. You're pushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like, it was just fun. And then you could just see MacGyver like, like his uh, eyes roll, like his eyes can't roll any further in yeah. his head. Um, he's got to wonder how he gets mixed up in these situations. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a fun episode. Yeah, that's about it for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast or our website phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 6, Episode 19, Strictly Business. Yeah. And we get uh, another Murdoch episode. It's been a while. So. Yeah. It's good to have him back. Where is Jack Dalton? Is Jack Dalton... I don't know where Jack Dalton is. Jack Dalton has been gone for a long time. I don't even remember. No Jack. Maybe Brainwashed. Is that the last time we saw Jack Dalton? No, I guess it was the Western episode, Serenity. Yeah, or um, was the Western episode before or after? No, Jenny's Chance. Jenny's Chance. I was going to say, like, Jenny's Chance. Jenny's Chance is probably the last time we saw Jack Dalton. And even then, it was a muted Jack Dalton. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time, though. Been a long time since a rock and roll. Yeah. All right. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks.